parenting feature now and today we are going to talk to Nikki Bush our uh, resident parenting and human potential expert about the end of year school award ceremonies now those have probably passed or are coming up and they can be both exciting and devastating at the same time and it's not always your child's time to shine we need to remember that right and um you know when it comes to this, the, these uh, these these award ceremonies, uh, Nikki, in terms of parenting and expectations for the little ones, what's the best way to 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 go about it, and why is this such an important topic? Good morning, Cabazella. So yes, we are heading to that time of the year when kids get awards for their performance in the classroom or on the sports field or the stage, or mm. well, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, after the next two weeks, they will also get their report cards. So there's lots of, let's say, let's use the word reflection back on the year. This is that time of the year where you start looking back, checking out how well your child's done, or maybe it hasn't been the best of years. And I think to give perspective, we really need to understand that children grow and develop in different ways every year. And many of those ways in which they grow may not even be directly connected to academics or sport or cultural activities. And this may be more important. So it might be your child's year to grow in confidence. Mm. And many small successes in many areas, some of which may not be publicly recognized, maybe just what's required to prepare the platform for your child to go on and shine at some future time. And I'd like to comment here on the fact that most of us adults were late bloomers. Yeah. Most of us us were not in the cohort that got on the stage and got the cups and the medals. That is a very small core of children who repeatedly get the awards year after year. You know, there's always the top academics. Yes, I remember those very, very well, those those kids. And and there's always going to be that superstar sportsman or sportswoman or the child who always gets the lead role in the school play Mm. because they have some exceptional talent. And when you go to these... Um, end-of-year awards evenings for primary school and high school, there's always a handful of children who literally need a bucky to take all their trophies Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's a reality. Yeah. Okay, so the rest of our children kind of um, you know, float around those and 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 those children change all the time. You know, the ones around that core of exceptional talent, those are the ones that change every year, and that's where your child might get a look in. Mm. But schools are quite good, Cabazella, because they also offer other awards for things like diligence, um, for sportsmanship, for um, all sorts of things around growth in in confidence or the child who's who's um, grown the most in terms of coming from lower marks to higher marks, etc. It's nice to see that, um, you know, schools don't just award the top, top, top people. So they do try and spread it around. Mm. But 
topic today is about the fact that it might not be your child's time to shine. Yeah. And it is a lesson that our kids need to learn. It's really important that your children learn that sometimes it's not their turn, it's not their year, and it's okay for other people to be in the limelight. Now, I've got a lovely personal story on this, and it involves both my children when they were 8 and 12 years old. Mm -hmm. My eldest son, Ryan, was in the Chatterbox speech competition because that's what they generally do in that grade 7 year. And I had had a family celebration plate made. And I did that because, you know, it's not always about just when school honors your child. At home, we need to develop rituals of honoring each other when we do things well. And that might not necessarily be making the A cricket team or getting an A on a maths test. It's also about honoring your children when they are helpful, when they are supportive, when they are kind and loving, and when they persevere mm. from getting in the D soccer team and getting up to the B soccer team. And that might be a journey of two years. Yeah. And you need to be honoring them and, and, and encouraging them along the way. So I had this plate made and this plate was hand painted and it said, we love you. We acknowledge you. We treasure you. You are special. You are unique. And if for birthday, you eat off the plate. If you are a visitor at our dinner table, you eat off the plate. If you have done some of those things that I've just mentioned, like being really helpful to a new child in the class, you eat off the plate. Um, if you have persevered, you eat off the plate. So we find reasons to celebrate and acknowledge our children. It's not just about what happens at school. Anyway, so my, I had this plate made and I showed it to my children. We've never eaten off it. And my eldest son makes it into the chatterbox speech competition. And my youngest, Matthew, who was eight, comes to me one evening and he says, Mom, don't you think that Ryan deserves to eat off the family celebration plate tonight? Because he's made it into the chatterbox speech competition. Mm. I said, what a good idea. So we got the plate out and Ryan got to eat off the plate. And a week or two later, Matthew comes back to me and he says, Mum, Ryan's made it, made it into the semi-finals of the Chatterbox speech competition. Don't you think he deserves to eat off the family celebration plate? And it was such a beautiful moment of realization that it was not his turn to shine. It was his brother's turn to shine and his time would come. It was a beautiful moment to witness one child acknowledging another. And so, yes, you can get sibling rivalry in, in a home. Um, we've got different age groups. My children were four years, three months apart. So their ability was also different. But it's a beautiful thing yeah. when your children can actually celebrate their siblings' success.
Right, that's very true, very true. I mean, well done to your to your little ones for that um, when they were younger, um, Nikki. So if you've just joined us, we're talking to Nikki Bush, uh, resident parenting and human potential expert about the school awards season that's uh, going to be taking place. Um, and I mean, if you take yourself back to, to school days, do you remember getting an award at school? What award did you get? Um, send us a WhatsApp message on 0727021702. Let us know if you were one of those kids who got all the trophies and all the medals for academics or for sports uh, or if you were just one of those kids that was you know happy to sit there and watch and clap and see your friends go up um, and you know you waited and waited and your time to shine would have come maybe the next year or, or after school perhaps um, I'd love to know your stories on that one um, I I think in, in stand five Nikki that's how old I am stand five which is grade seven <laughs> I got the <laughs> I got the the drama award um, at school, which, which which was nice, but never an academic award, hey? Jeez, I wonder why. Now I'm in radio. But hey, um, now, Nikki, an well, interesting one. Well, I, I got diligence. I never got the academic award, but I got diligence. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. You and I in the same WhatsApp group. But now, Nikki, if, if what about the, the issue of, of some people that will say, well, you know, we should do away with awards because all kids must be, you know, equal and we don't want to hurt feelings of kids, et cetera, et cetera. What is your response to, to people who, who say stuff like that? Yeah, so there, there are two schools of thought. Mm. And, you know, the, the school of thought that says do away with awards um, is really about the fact that every child is good at something, which is true. Every child does have different strengths. And, and we should be looking across the board at a much broader variety of strengths. But I also think that there is some merit in the fact that um, there needs to be something for children to strive towards. Mm. You know, it's a good thing to have a goal, to strive towards something, to be measured against something. And yes, we can go overboard on, on measurement. Um, and we shouldn't be measuring our children only against the annual school awards. Um, because for many, you know, that can be a very unfair benchmarking tool. But it can be a fantastic starting point for a conversation about individual differences, our children's gifts and talents, and all the good things they bring into your life and the lives of others. So it's kind of a bit bittersweet, I must be honest. The, you know, the award system is, is, a, is a bit bittersweet um, because there are always going to be those fine line cases of a child who really deserved it and didn't get it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in those situations, one has to be very diplomatic, of course. And, and your child has to learn if they didn't get the award, deserving or undeserving, etc. They have to learn to be um, able to go and congratulate the child who was made the head prefect or the head boy or the head girl, even mm-hmm. if they thought that they were in the running or you thought that they should have been elected. It's a life skill. Let's look, look back at the Springboks um, playing in the Rugby World Cup. You know, the one point, those teams lost to us by one point. And yet you go and look at those teams walking up to each other, those players walking up to each other, hugging each other, hugging the opposition, slapping them them on the back, looking them in the eye and saying, congratulations. Mm. We've we've got to learn how to deal with disappointment. And so, so, you know, school is 
is riddled with opportunities for succeeding as well as losing, which is part of life because life is not fair. Yeah. Mm. Our children have to learn to deal with the unfairness of life sooner rather than later. Otherwise, it becomes a massive shock. So it's not perfect out there by any manner of means, but we have to help our children to build strength of character. Yeah, and that builds resilience and and life lessons. And it brings us to a a WhatsApp message, which we got from one of our listeners, uh, Butiza. He says, I wish what your guest is talking about could be compulsory teaching at schools in the country. That is the foundation of who we all become as adults. Even in the workplace, as an adult, you have been shaped by what happened during your school years. Um. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you what do you think about that, um, Nikki? In terms yes, of uh, being shaped, it's true. You know, every experience we have, no matter how old we are, mm. does shape us and our belief in ourselves and in the world. So, parents need to become good facilitators because no two years are going to be the same for any child because. Um, Children are growing and changing all of the time. So you might have a child, for example, who has shut up in height. And I can tell you from experience that when your children have massive growth spurts, they can lose their coordination. They can play sport not as well as they usually do. They might miss the mark. And it might be your child's year (laughs) of having a growth spurt and losing that coordination and, and, and not being top of the pops. For example, um, you might have a child who is young for their year and can't quite keep up with their peers. Mm. So we need to embrace all of these changes and use this time of the year for self-reflection. And you can ask your children and yourselves these kinds of questions, which really, um, you know, speak to Bautista's uh, comments. So what were the lessons this year provided in terms of growth and development? What were the worst parts of the year? What were the best parts of the year? Because there are always going to be good and bad in parallel. This is the ambiguity of being human. And how are we or how is our child stronger for the experience? And then the last question is, is there anything we need to change for next year? And this is a great question because maybe your child needs some extra lessons either on the tennis court or in the swimming pool or maybe extra maths lessons because you don't want the gap to grow in terms of their ability so you may need to have a few extra somethings maybe you need to be spending a little more time kicking a soccer ball with your little one in the garden to improve their coordination Mm. that's something that you can do. Yeah. And it's building that self-confidence. So when you've had this conversation as parents answering those questions, then you can casually and when and if appropriate, introduce the conversation to your child. This would happen from about eight years of age onwards. And this would be to help your child to discover the lessons and to grow from them positively. So in this way, you'll be helping to break through their limiting thoughts to unbox themselves as not being good enough to possibility thinking. Mm. 
So, Nikki, we've spoken a lot about uh, kids and what the learnings are for kids from these these awards and the challenges that one may face. But now, what about competitive parents? Now, what if you are a, a you know one of those parents who push, push, push your kids all the time and you're on their backs and you've got to do this, you've got to succeed, you've got to win that award at the end of the year, you've got to, you know, you've got to get that sports award, et cetera, et cetera. What can we tell competitive parents to when when too much is too much and, and when to back off and, and try and find that balance of, you know, pushing but maybe over-pushing? So ultimately, Capazella, your children are going to leave home and need to live independently without you. And you want them to be self-motivated and self-driven. If you're the one always cracking the whip, they won't necessarily know how to do it for themselves. So mm, it's finding interesting. that happy medium. And I, and I hear this often, you know, kids go off to university and mums phone me and they say, my child's at UCT and my child used to get nine distinctions and now my child's really, really battling um, you know, and not coping with the fact that she's getting 60 or 70% for a subject and now has to have the life skills to live on her own. You know, there's all this stuff. I would actually rather have an average child than a shoot-the-lights-out child because the average children generally pick up the life skills because they have to try a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Or they have to do it for themselves. And children who've been overly supported sometimes can't do it themselves or beware of vicariously living through your child's success. We see this often where you are so proud of your child and your child has to do well for you because it's part of your way of looking good in the world. Be really careful of that, that trap. And what I would love to see more of is kids applying themselves, doing well and doing better because they are more self-driven than driven by their parents because then there's longevity in that skill. Without doubt, children need to know that you are there every step of the way, encouraging and applauding their development regardless of the awards they do or do not receive. And remember that you see a lot of amazing things in your children that others never will. And the gift that we can give our children is to help them to fully believe in themselves and knowing that they'll have good years, they'll have bad years, and they'll do well in different areas at different times. So it's about acknowledging and accepting who they are and what they bring to the world and helping them to be happy for those who shine today for it's their moment to shine and to hold on to that belief that if I keep learning, practicing, time will come one day in its very own way and that's okay too. Absolutely brilliant. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Such wonderful advice um, if you are a parent in terms of how to handle these award seasons at schools. And, you know, I'd love to put, but she, she spoke about um, over pushing kids and how kids will, you know, formulate their own, their own motivation out of, out of that or not. So absolutely in, interesting conversation with Nikki Bush as always. And I mean, I asked the conversation earlier in terms of awards. I mean, if you take yourself back to your school days, what awards did you win? Uh, were you that person? 
person who won all the trophies, all the certificates? Um, or were you perhaps that person who just sat there and watched their friends go up and had to go afterwards and say, congratulations, congratulations? And maybe you were a late bloomer and you, you only you know, started getting that recognition a little bit later in life.